Welcome back to another episode of the Women in Gridiron show. This week, it is the playoff spectacular. We are finally at the end of the season. We played the final game this week and uh, and the ladders are now set from what I can see, even though nothing's been posted officially from Gridiron New South Wales yet, but we've all come under the same discussion that this is how it's going to play out. Uh, and yeah, I think it's going to be a super exciting playoff round. Whatever it is you want to do in life, you'll be able to do. It's always you versus you. That it doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are, you can achieve anything that you set your mind to. Spend the rest of your natural life waking up and going after it. This is my purpose, and you will not stop me. You are listening to Mojo Sports. Tonight, I have Alex Barker and Red Han with me. Uh, welcome, guys. Thank you. Hi, how are we doing? How are we doing, guys? Happy days, happy days. And as always, we are going to deep dive into some uh, really interesting moments and some some great uh, look towards for the next couple of weeks. So let's get started with uh, just a wrap-up of the season that was Red I know that your team, the Raiders, has had a, a very up and down kind of season, like uh, less games than you probably would have had usually, less games than the rest of us had, um, given forfeits and washouts and, and all that sort of stuff. How's that uh, felt for you guys coming into this uh, playoff season, not having as many games under your belt as you would have liked? I think that, you know, it's not too much of a problem for our veteran players. Um, we've found in the past seasons, and Stacey, you were even a part of this team, where sometimes we did find ourselves on the back end of a couple of forfeits, um, more when we were winning by large margins and things like that. So it's kind of always been this little bit of a Raiders curse that we've gotten the bad end of the, <laughs> the forfeits. This year it wasn't necessarily because of that. It was because of other reasons. But I guess some of us that have been playing for a few seasons are almost a little bit used to it now. Um, this year was a bit more of an even spread. So it was, it was you know, just other things coming into play post-COVID and things like that. Uh, but we just drew the short straw a couple of times. Um, so I think that that has definitely interrupted our season. Um, it's something that we've seen can be a little bit difficult coming into playoffs. It does mean that we're a little bit fresher than other teams, um, but the momentum isn't there. So um, just for the, the real rookies, the people who are still even figuring out, you know, to to look for where the first down might be on the sidelines, like those sort of people, they could have used maybe the three extra games that we missed out on. Um, but we, we'll, we'll play with the cards we were dealt. Yep, very true, very true. I think, too, looking at this season as a whole, I mean, uh, you know, the Giants, they came in uh, guns blazing, you know, week one, uh, you know, with some some good numbers there on the sideline. Their sign-on sheet looked really, really healthy. And then throughout the course of the season, just got decimated on decimated with injuries and this, that, and the other. So I think from, uh, from a Central West Giants perspective, I think that if they're going to, keep continuing on uh, the way that they are. They really need to do some recruitment um, and, and make sure that their players are staying healthy because props to them. I mean, uh, Alex, you and I, we played them on the weekend and for them to step on the field with seven players took a lot of gut. Like, I don't think I would have, I mean, I would have, cause again, I'm stuck up for punishment, but I don't think that many teams out there would have stepped on the field with seven and, and props to them. 
Yeah, definitely. And it was good for them to get it like a final season game. I think there's nothing worse than coming into like your final season. You know, you're not going to make playoffs. You want at least to go out and just play some football. Right. And I think that's kind of what they just want to do. They wanted to go out. The girls were there. They wanted to play some form of football. As we know, they went down a player. So they borrowed two of our players, which I think was fun for, for the Lions because, you know, I had Beck standing opposite me while I was playing receiver, which was just odd and, you know, amusing in itself. So I think it was just good for everyone to just have like be competitive at the start. And then once they kind of like lost that player and they had to forfeit, it just kind of took a little bit of pressure off. And I think it's kind of nice just to have a game that people could enjoy before we kind of get serious in the playoffs. So for us, it was good, but I think it was also for them, it was kind of nice to see them step out on the field, take it and, and still enjoy what they were doing. Like, and not once did they drop their heads as well. Like they stayed in there, they fought, they battled, they, they still got, you know, some first down. So props to them for, for playing the first half of that game. Yeah, definitely. And and I think too, like, I don't think I've been part of many games where it actually just gets to be a bit of fun. Like it literally doesn't matter what happens, people playing random positions, like it doesn't happen very often where you just have a game that doesn't really mean anything. And, and it's just purely for the pure enjoyment of the game. Uh, so I think for the Giants, that's definitely something that they can hold their head towards and look forward to for next season. Red, and Alex, I think you guys would just, you would have the same uh, view about uh, the stars. And it's a shame that Danny's not here, so we can, can't really talk about, um, you know, her personal season. But I think having the stars come into this team really, uh, to the league, really shook things up for everyone this season. And this season as a whole was just completely different to one that, to any that I've played in in a long time, Red. And I think that you'd be one of the first people to say that that was probably true given the new team given the uh you know the the FIFO players that have come up um really changed the game for us this year yeah it's definitely without a doubt the most exciting season I've been a part of um usually you can see things and it did look predetermined at the start to be honest it looked like Raiders Rebels at the start but as the season grew I think especially you know the the Giants sort of dropped off with their injuries and things like that but the Lions and the Stars definitely grew as the season went on and we saw that with the Stars taking it to the Rebels um that was like our first like well this is actually a decent league this year we've got a good spread across the league and I think a lot of it is owed to the FIFO players just bringing in so much experience and bringing in a passing game that we've never really seen across every, like almost every team had a really strong passing game this year, which is just, we've never had that. Um, and I just think one thing I want to mention, I know that there was a hesitation or there has been in the past a hesitation about bringing on a Canberra team into our league uh, just because of the risk of forfeits. And we've actually seen that before uh, because it's got, you've got the long drive. People say, yeah, 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 we're keen for the season. And then as the season goes, that that, that long drive is really tiring on them. Um, and it can be really draining on their social life and everything like that. So we have had it where it's been a big forfeit risk before. Um, but hats off to the Canberra girls because they I don't think they've forfeited once this year. Even when they had really low numbers, they've still made that really big drive and they've made a really, really consistent effort to show up. And it's it's helped everyone, really. I don't think that you could actually say uh, it's such a big drive for the Canberra girls when you've got Jordan and Christy driving at 10 hours on a Friday afternoon to make it to Canberra by Saturday to drive another three hours from Canberra to Sydney. So I don't like, yes, 
Yes, we've always known that. Exactly. Exactly. I think that, and and I think that was probably really good. And you know, props to props to Jordan and Christy doing that every week because I don't know, I don't know how anyone can sit in the car with the same person for that long over such a long period of time. So, mad props to them. And like you said too, Red, like the passing game this year as a DB, it's been one of the most exciting because. We haven't had this before, and it forced us as DBs to be better. Um, it finally, I feel like we've been working so long to get the quarterback position stable in our in our league. You know, it, it's it's ebbed and it's flowed, and we've had quarterbacks that have been there for a couple of years and then died off. And uh, I think that the quarterback pro- progression this year has been really, really good. Alex, in terms of our season, give us a bit of a, a rundown uh on on your side of things um i think oh um it it started off a bit rocky (laughs) be perfectly honest um i think coming out first game being against the rebels who clearly recruited very well um in the off season um you know they did have a lot of depth so gotta give credit where credit's due um but it definitely was a rough start and then I think just having a washout and then having a tough game against the Raiders and having injuries and having to merge you know we I think it took us a while to gel I think there's a lot of big personalities on our team uh, me included, you know, I'm going to be the first to say that not everybody likes me on the team and I'm okay with that. That's fine. Um, so it just, it takes a minute. I think when you've got people that are like that to just kind of gel and understand that what, what your focus is as a team. And as soon as you get that, and I think Christy and Cody coming in were a big part of that. I think they kind of came in and were like, Christy especially was like, this is what I believe from playing X number of years is what I think we should be doing as a team, being cohesive and playing for each other. And I think they just set like a different tone for us. And I think as soon as, and and we saw that and how we played. And I think as soon as they joined the team kind of gelled, it didn't like, there was nothing to fix, but we were like working in small areas, but we weren't working as a whole. And I think now, especially going into playoffs with everybody kind of doing understanding their job doing what they need to do we've kind of progressed but it, it was a rocky start I'll be honest uh I mean yeah definitely this is definitely one of the hardest seasons that I think I've ever had in my career to the point of like red and I think I spoke to you early in the season like we were we were a couple of days out from folding completely too you know so in terms of recruitment the merge when you're trying to bring two teams together with two different ideologies and and coaches that haven't coached all these girls before, like, you know, it it was bound to be Rocky, but I definitely think that the core group that we had saw what was, what we were capable of. And and, and I really think that, uh, you know, we've we've put our heads down and having Christy and Cody come on board kind of just gave that little bit of refresh, I think. And and, uh, you're right. We didn't have to fix much, um, but just adding in those two extra veteran players showed us what, you know, what, what we could look forward to and what could potentially be, uh, you know, a really good season. Guys, uh, like I said, it's, it's playoff. It's we're in the playoffs. And like I said, all every episode, I think that we've ever mentioned playoff is that anything can happen in the playoffs. So let's roll into the first breakdown for tonight, uh, which is going to be the stars, the rebels. It's do or die. 
one game. Got hit in the mouth and acted like somebody took our lunch money. This is what the greatest thing about sports is. You play to win the game. Um, not everything went to plan at all. Uh, and they run through our ass like through a tin horn, man, and we could not stop them. <laughs> Red, Stars v. Rebels. This is 1v4. Now, bearing in mind that GNSW hasn't released the official standings, but given that Lions won on this weekend and the Stars lost against you guys, that should put the Lions up uh, one game more. So, therefore, we can assume that this ladder stands at Rebels, Raiders, Lions, Stars. So we're going to see Stars, Rebels, first game of the playoffs. What's the feel on this one? The Rebels and uh, the first time that they played against each other was a, a huge, huge uh, scoreline to the Rebels. Second time they played against each other, it was an intense game for everybody involved, even me who wasn't at the game, sitting there on my couch waiting for my phone to buzz. So what's the feel? Are they going to come out strong? Are they going to get scores on early like they did last time or do you think that the rebels are going to know what they're getting themselves in for this time and be able to adjust and stop the demisio train i think that it's hard it's definitely hard to be that top team i think uh you know a couple of years ago we saw that the rebels went undefeated all season and then the raiders won the grand final and then the next year the raiders went undefeated all season and then the the rebels won the grand final so um you know, there's that. There's there's how do you keep pushing when you know you've been tested but haven't been haven't had a chink out of the armor just yet. Um, I think that it's impossible for the stars to come into this not feeling confident from their last game because they really took it to them and they showed that they have the sort of like electric play ability to score against the Rebels and they were the first team to do it. So I I don't see any reason why the stars shouldn't feel really confident going into this. That. Be- being said, I want to give full props to the Rebels on like an awesome season. I'm not going to sit here and say that they're not going to go out there and play really, really hard because they've got a lot of experienced girls on their team. Um, they've they've got a really big coaching staff. They prepare really well for games and they've got a lot of depth in their playbook. We've seen a lot this year that shows that they can attack from all angles. So I definitely don't want to take anything away from the Rebels. Um, I just think it will be a close game because of the confidence that the Stars will have from the previous game. Yeah, I completely agree with that. And, and you're exactly right. You know, with the, we shouldn't be taking anything away from this Rebels outfit because, you know, they have beat all of us uh, at one point or another this season. And, uh, yeah, in terms of their team this year, I think it was it, – this is one of the more – like when we talk uh, – Alex, you and I, we've spoken when we used to do the NFL podcast together about how you can define the success of the team is is when you can get all – different facets of an offense working. So run game, pass game, trick plays, new personnel. And then on the defensive side of the ball is you just stay consistent, takeaways, all that sort of stuff. So this is the most complete Rebels team that I think that we've we've ever seen. And probably one of the more, aside from, you know, we're, we're looking at, you know, Raiders pass here, Red, like the most complete team that I think we've ever seen uh, within the competition. So I don't think I would argue that, that that Raiders team was so long ago now. The, the game has grown so much since then. That, so I would argue that they're probably the most complete team. Um, yeah, for sure. Because, because they're playing, well, we didn't really have a strong pass game back then. So I, I would argue that's that's they get the win for that. Yeah, fair play. Yeah, I'll take that. Definitely take that for sure. But in terms of, I mean, like I said, we can't take anything away from them. Uh, excellent across the board. 
But when it comes to coming first all season, like we've we've seen it be done before. We've seen number one be knocked off by number four. I don't think that that should be out of anyone's mind. Alex, what's what's your feel here going into this game? Is it, I mean, you were right. You've been right for the last couple of weeks. And even on the game this weekend, we were sitting there watching. And last time you're like, the Stars are going to score first against the Raiders. And what happens, you walk past me and I'm like, I told you. And I'm like, damn it, Alex, every time. What's the feel on this one? Yeah, I don't know where this stuff comes from, really. I just kind of guess, and I just happen to be, like, I'm, I don't have a crystal ball anywhere that's telling me the answers. I swear to God, it's just strategic. And looking from a coach perspective as well, I think, because that's my background. Um, I think it's it's going to be interesting. When you go undefeated all season, you go into playoffs quite confident, and rightly so. But I think where teams like that tend to not they don't seem to have that kind of like all-in mentality and what I mean by that is that team that is ranked number four they have nothing to lose right they have everything to gain from a win so they can literally throw everything and I think when you go into playoffs you see people just you know puff out their chests a bit more and when you're elevate playing yeah when you're four playing one you know the team that is ranked number four they surprise you because they come in with wholeheartedness in how they play. And that does throw teams that are ranked number one, that do go undefeated a little bit on their heels because they're not ready for it. They're ready to come in and score first. They're ready to come in and do their job. They're ready to come in and win the game instead of remembering that we have to go kind of play by play in this sport. And I think that's where the stars have a little bit of a, a leg to stand on because they can just come in and, and, and let it all unleash really. And I think that's where they're going to come in and maybe set the rebels on the back foot a little bit. I think this is just going to be a fascinating game. Uh, I mean, we've seen Danny and uh, Jordan just link up multiple times across the season for some big scores. But what surprised me on the weekend with the stars versus the Raiders was the special teams. I mean, We've spoken about how special teams is the third phase of the game that we really don't get a lot of time to practice generally. Uh, but in this game, it's the only phase of the game that really mattered, you know, and, and that's what I found really interesting. Red, what's uh, in terms of special teams for the Rebels? Again, I don't think we've seen, we haven't seen too many, if any, scores from a special teams perspective from the Rebels. Do you think that that could be an edge for the Stars? Yeah, I think if you've got a player like Jordan on your team, um, that's a massive asset in broken play, uh, which is essentially what special teams is. It's people running down. It's it's not something we have a lot of experience in or or are even really good at in this state. Um, So someone like Jordan can always take advantage of that. So that's a huge weak spot for any team, I think, going up against her. Um, And I'm I'm not sitting here saying that Jordan is the only thing that matters on the stars. They've, They've got a lot of great players there. Um, but I just know that she has that, like we, we saw on the weekend, two of their scores came from just, um, you know, so like out of, out, not out of nowhere, but like one of them was a, a fumble that she picked up and returned. Another one was a play that, that did, that didn't, they weren't building that momentum and then she just took off. So she has that sort of danger about her, um, that can really turn a game, um, so, yeah, I think the special teams will be really, really important for the Rebels. I think it'll be a huge focus at practice this week. So do you think, too, that they're more likely to double Jordan because that contain Jordan and you should be able to contain the Stars offense, right? But 
if thinking about what Alex just said about letting it all out, I mean, it's not like Danny doesn't have other weapons on the field too, Sorry. you know. So you double Jordan, you put all your assets into stopping this and then this pop pops open underneath. Yeah, so what we saw on the weekend is they actually were putting Alex on the defense a little bit more because we've got the import rule, right? So, you know, if they're bringing Alex off, they're bringing KT on, um, then they've got those two and Grace. Uh, and number two, I'm not sure what number 23, uh, what her name is, but she's like, she's a decent running back as well. So, you know, they've really got some power there. If, they, if you're doubling Jordan, why not turn around and look at Grace? Hundred percent, and I don't think you can disregard their run game either, because as much as it uh, has evolved during the season, like it started with very little, and then it got better step by step by step, uh, until the point where this running back uh, number twenty three has done a really great job at kind of standing in the position and being like, "This is this is my job, and I'm going to get as as many yards as I can out of it." I think that that's something that. Definitely, definitely uh, has improved for the Stars. In terms of their defense coming up against the Rebels, uh, what do you think we're going to be looking at here, Alex? Are we are we going to be looking at a 50-50 split of Alia and Cubis? Are we going to be looking at majority run? Like, are they going to play 50-50 either way? I mean, it's just going to be interesting to see how they, they roll with this whole situation. It, it will be interesting to see. I think... It, <clears throat> I don't know because they've been playing one for one half and one for the other. And I don't, I I mean, I'm sure the coaches are aware of their game plan. I'm sure the girls will find out when they train on Wednesday who their quarterback is, but it, I think the biggest issue they have with playing two quarterbacks is it takes you a minute to adjust when you're switching over mid game. It takes you a minute to adjust to a, a different style of throwing and a different style of like handoffs on the run. So and even they, cadences, though, you know, like cadences are a big thing. Yeah, and if they do switch, I think the stars will be able to capitalize on that adjustment. Super, like if they can, that's going to be the areas where they can kind of capitalize on that. I just, I, to me, it doesn't look like they 100% know which quarterback is going to start for them. But I think if you've got Cubis in there, I think you have to put Jordan on defense for the stars just to be able to match that speed so she can get to wherever she needs to get to. Um, but it's just, it's, I mean, they're kind of the only team with two quarterbacks that they interchange freely. Everyone else kind of has one. So it's a bit, a bit hard to see how they're going to kind of play it or defend it, I guess. Um, I feel, I have a little feeling here, sorry, I couldn't find the unmute button. Um, I'm kind of thinking that we're going to see a little bit more Cubis consistently um, now that we're in the playoffs, now that she's had a bit more time to uh, get to know the team, get to connect with the receivers and things like that. I, I would say we're probably going to see a lot more Cubis, but I don't think that we're going to see Alia on the bench in that situation. I think that she might move into more of a fullback tight end role. Um, so that they've got some more experience in there. So I wouldn't be surprised if we saw that this weekend. I mean, and, you know, uh, you know, props to Alia too. I mean, she, she's been playing quarterback for such a long time, but her biggest threat is her run game. She is so hard to tackle. Now that she's been in, I mean, she's always been hard to tackle, but now that she's been in the gym and she spent some time over in America, like she is beasty. Like <laughs> if she hits you like a truck and takes you for five yards, trust me, I know. Um, so in turn, if, and if they run both of them in the backfield, like 
seeing some sort of like trick play type action. I mean, I, the Rebels aren't necessarily known for having that is those kinds of plays in their back pocket, whereas other other coaches are. Uh, so if they happen to run something tricky, uh, it's going to be really interesting uh, depending on what that looks like. But I think it could definitely be possible with the two quarterbacks in the backfield. Guys, we have to do it. We have to do a score prediction for this one. Uh, this this is the one that's going to decide spot one in the Opal Bowl red. Start us off. Uh, I think that... I think that the Stars are the right team to do it if anyone was going to do it. I My head says that the Rebels are going to win. Um, I'm going to say it's going to be somewhere around 30 to 20 or something like that, maybe maybe a little bit more for the um, the Stars. I, I Everybody loves an underdog, <laughs> but I just think that the Rebels have been too good this season. Yep, that's completely fair. We do love an underdog here at the network. Alex, uh, where are you going on this? Give me a play-by-play. Um, Tell me where to put my money. <laughs> um, look, I think I, I see the Rebels just scoring first because I think they come in with a lot of confidence. Um, I do think the Stars will be able to counter that for sure, definitely. I, I think we'll see another special teams touchdown from the Stars potentially. Um, but I'm going to go 24-12, and I don't see a conversion happening in this game just because I think where the Stars' defense is a little bit – is quite good is their red zone when they are on those conversions. I think they're very good at the personnel they have in there. They don't have to cover a lot of ground defensively. So I think that's where their strong suit is. So I do not see a conversion happening in this game. That's really interesting. I like that. So, okay. And so you've gone Rebels way. Yes. 24-12 Rebels way. Okay. All right. Look, I'm going to have to – no, I'm just going to do it just because – I love Danny and I love an underdog story. And having been the underdog once in my life, I can say that it can be done. So I'm going with, it's going to be two points in it. It's going to be 28, 26 stars way in an upset, but it's going to be in the final like minute, two minutes of the game. I think it's going to be hectic. And I think that if the clock management uh, from the coaches is good, uh, then I think that this game is going to be super, super interesting. Uh, so that's hopefully from what I hear going to be played out at Forestville next weekend where all the women's playoffs will be played. Uh, and that game should be at the 11, uh, the 1030 slot, uh, if I have heard correctly. All right. Let's move into the second breakdown. It's going to be a fun one. Two V three Lions V Raiders red. I don't know how many times that we can do this, my friend. It seems like every year, every playoffs, like it's, it's the same thing. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. But look, I'm excited. We actually thought that we were going to be playing stars and then stars again. So it was when you told me on the weekend that it's likely to be you guys, I was like, oh, oh okay, that works. <laughs> I hate playing the same team two weeks in a row. So that works. Yeah, look, Alex, how, how are you feeling about this game? Uh, having watched the Raiders last week, knowing where we're at, obviously Christy and Cody didn't come down for our game because, you know, it costs a lot of money. Um, so it's going to be good to have them back. But what's your feel coming into this game? Um, I think I think it's going to be a very good game. I really do. I think coming into this game, both sides are looking more evenly matched than I would say we were at the start of the season. Um, I think we both have strong run games. I think we both have strong, you know, aerial games as well. So it's going to be interesting to see. I, it might come down to who has a better special teams, honestly. Like, 
that's where I think, you know, we might struggle a bit because when we get tired, we tend to not tackle well, you know, we end to reach. So I think that's where they might be able to capitalize and get ahead of us. I think, especially when we're late into a game and, you know, we're, we're kicking off or for whatever reason, we're, we're punting or whatever it is. Um, I think if they're going to get us, they're going to get us on special teams. I think that's across the women's league though, to be honest, I I wouldn't say that that's just a a weakness for the lions. I'd say that's pretty much a weakness across all teams to be fair. Yeah, I completely agree. Completely agree. Look, I mean, I, you know, the Raiders of all, you guys are always one of the best coach. So we know that Dane's the best coach. Like, let's, let's be honest. I'm putting <laughs> that out there. Uh, we know that Dane is, is the, if not the best coach uh, in the country. But uh, in terms of technique, you guys are flawless. In terms of, you know, accountability and culture and all those sorts of things, the team that you guys have built over all these years and, and, and the vibe that you guys get, uh, when it comes to playoffs, you guys go next level. And, you know, having played uh, with you guys for so long and then playing against you, I understand the mentality of that that playoff kind of football, which I don't think that there's a lot of players uh, that necessarily understand that elevation that happens from regular season to playoff football. Uh, Red, talk to us a little bit about how you guys prepare uh, to step into that next level. And, and is it you know, what's the chats that you give to your rookies coming into these sorts of games? Um, I'm not too sure. I, I honestly think that it's something that we pride ourselves on doing week in, week out. We're the type of team that will have those tough conversations from a really kind place. Do you know what I mean? Like, and, and we're always trying to build people through to try and get them ready for the end of the season. Um, I will not handle any complacency. <laughs> I will like, so if we see that we're going to be like, what's going on? Like if people start burning out a little bit towards the end of the season, um, you know, like we're going to, we're going to shine a light on that pretty quickly because we know how important it is. We've been um, in a situation where we, the, the year that we won most recently, we were actually the underdogs that year and we, we came out and um, yeah, and won our way through to an open ball. So for us, I just think that the leaders in our team just get a sort of seriousness about them that everybody realizes they need to either get on board or, or, uh, or take a step back because it all sort of starts firing. So um, I like that you brought up that that's something we're good at. It's a, it's a nice compliment. Um, but for the rookies this year, it's really hard because, again, we haven't had those games to really nut out a, a lot of those issues. So, uh, you know, Alex talks about when you're tired and you start going for arm tackles and things. We, we still see that. We still saw it on the weekend. So how are we, you know, the lots of the, I think Dane's um, – you mentioned Dane as a coach. His sort of power is breaking down film, and that's something that he passes on to us really well. Um, we have a lot of chalk talks and we have a lot of film review. Um, so that's probably our biggest weapon. And if we can utilize that really well in the playoffs, that'll be vital. Yeah, definitely. How are you guys feeling? I mean, obviously you, we, you haven't played a game against us where we've had Moran and Cody. Has that changed your, your game plan a little bit? I mean, have you, have you felt the same way that Alex did around how like, obviously when we started the season, I honestly thought I was like, yep, this is going to be Raiders cakewalk all season, but slowly as you guys were missing games and missing players and to see you guys with, you know, four or five on the sideline this week was a surprise, which is something that we rarely see from the Raiders. Do you guys also feel like in terms of evenly matched, are we like kind of up there now with these two, with Cody and Christy now? Is it just a little bit different than what we've played against you before? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't think that 
previous game, the scoreline was 50-0 and I don't think it really matters because it's a completely different team. Um, we're certainly not taking it lightly. We, we're giving you a little bit more respect than that. We've seen you guys go out and beat a team that we, we've had some really tough matchups against with the Stars. So even though this weekend, like you said, we didn't have many players, it was still a really tight game and we had people playing out of positions, but that can happen in finals. We, we need to be able to have that depth regardless. Um, it's always hard when you have to take Hayley out of O-line. She's, in my opinion, the best O-line in Australia. So you take her out of O-line to go play quarterback. Um, we didn't have Leo on the weekend, but we had Dale and Lemon step up so well, our D-linemen playing O-line and then playing both ways. So, um, yeah, I think that it'll be a completely new game. Christy Moran, Dane, she's one of Dane's favourite players of all time, so he'll be really angry the whole time watching her play. Um, and well, there'll be a lot of I told you so's if she does anything really great. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's it's completely different. I think you guys have that um, sort of in your back pocket. We haven't technically played you yet. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Very, very true. I mean, it, for me, I think uh, I think the big, the big point here is going to be watching the Raiders D-line versus our O-line because our O-line isn't as veteran as your D-line. Uh, and also, you know, Dale and Lemon are just excellent. And now with the addition of Ray Ray uh, coming back uh, for you guys, it's going to be a big, big push. So in terms of action in the box, there's going to be a lot happening. Uh, and I think that that's where this fight's going to come down to. It's, 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 it's going to be all in the box, to be honest. Um, so I think it's going to be an interesting one. And then obviously you guys are bringing back down Amanda. Uh, and so I'm really looking forward to seeing her passing the ball again and, and, and getting out there and hopefully getting my hands on a pick potentially. That'd be nice just so I can just tick that off my list uh, of things <laughs> I wanted to do this season. Uh, but yeah, so I think that'd be a good one. Let's round this out. Some score predictions here. Alex, where are you going on this? I mean, I got to go with us, right? But I do think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a really good game. As I said earlier, we both have our strengths. We both have our weaknesses for sure going into this match. I think we both have that all out mentality, which I think is going to make it so awesome to watch. I'm going to go 44, 42. Um, if that's possible. And I'm going to have us just edging it out just last minute. Um, I think is that what's going to, going to come down to. Um, but yeah, I'm going to go two point, but I do think it's going to be high scoring. That's really interesting. Cause I would not have picked a high scoring game. Red, where are you sitting with this? Uh, I would, I would pick lower. Um, I think that um, there is the big playability with Cody and Christy. Uh, we saw in the more previous game, like I'm not sure, it was a couple of games ago, but Alex, you were connecting really well with Cody. Um, so that's something that we can see. Um, we do have all of our players coming back from that weren't there last week, so we won't be as sort of diminished. Uh, I would say... I'm going to miss game score that I said last week. Um, Raiders 20, Lions 12. Yep, fair play. All right. Okay, okay, okay. I have to go Lions because I just can't. No, absolutely. I mean, no offense, Fred. Um, but I think I think it's going to be a great game regardless. And like I said, I really enjoyed the first time that we played against each other uh, this season because there was no bad blood, no nothing. It was just out, just playing pure love of football. And, and I think that's always what we get whenever we play against you guys. So it's going to be good. I think that we're going to go, let's get, let's get into the 30s. Let's go 32, 28, and 
I think it's going to, I think special teams is going to be a factor. And I think that conversions is going to be the factor. So adding on those little conversions, I think might pay off towards the end. Uh, and then if that happens, well, then we get a, a Rebels, Lions, Ball. Gonna be so much fun. Uh, but regardless, regardless of how this season turns out, uh, Opal Bowl is gonna be a great Opal Bowl. And, and who knows? You know, it could be a Lions Stars Opal Bowl. It could be a Raiders Stars. It could be a Lions Rebels. It could be a Rebels Raiders. It, you just don't know because anything can happen in the playoffs. And that's why playoff football is so great. Uh, and it's gonna be excellent. So all games next weekend at Forestville. Make sure you come down, check it out. Uh, bring, Bring something, bring your favorite color of your favorite team, bring a jersey, bring just something to show that you're there to support the women. Uh, it's going to be a great day of football. It's been a great season. Uh, Red, Alex, thanks for jumping on tonight. It's been awesome as usual. Thanks, Stace. Anytime. Pleasure, pleasure. And everybody, thanks again for uh, following us all season. We are coming down to a final uh, episodes for the year. Uh, but thanks so much for jo- joining us, subscribing to the channel, subscribing to the socials, tagging us, sending us all types of content. We will see you guys uh, next week. You have been listening to Mojo Sports. Thank you for your support. It is very much appreciated. Team and I are trying to build something a little different here, so everyone's support is very much appreciated. Continue to support the podcast, download, subscribe, check out our social media channels, give us a follow, and be sure to tell your friends about Australia's best-kept secret. This is Mojo Sports.